All right, welcome to Breaking Free Speech, the Breaking Free Skate Park Podcast. We're going to talk about some stuff today and some things. We're going to start with going over a little bit of the things happening around the skate park this month, and then we're going to talk about everyone's favorite, one of the areas with the biggest misconceptions that uh, comes up in conversation all the time around the skate park, which is the riding surface. And more specifically, the economics of the riding surfaces. So first, we're here on the Breaking Free Skate Park Instagram. Some stuff going on. This coming Tuesday is the BFS birthday. Like every year, we give it back to the customer by offering a free day of riding. Pretty simple. We've been open for seven years. And every year as a customer appreciation type thing, it's free. The thing that's always kind of annoying about it, though, is I want it to be free to say thank you to all of you people that have supported the skate park over the course of this year and hopefully over the coming year. But always what ends up happening is people are like, oh, it's free. And then they come in. And, you know, that's good in one sense because new people might come to the skate park that otherwise wouldn't. But the part that's annoying is that there are all these people who don't really support the skate park. They might come once or twice a year. The people that often complain about stuff. Uh, And they just get in the way of the free session. I'm trying to give you my regular customers, the ones that I'm trying to show my appreciation for. But anyway, Tuesday... Coming up, BFS birthday party. It is free from 4 to 9. Just come in, check in, make sure you have a waiver, put on your helmet, go ride. I'm going to order some pizzas. There's going to be free pizzas. Uh, A little VIP after party. You know, only if you're invited. If you're in the know, you know. And if you don't know, you don't know. So there you go. The BFS birthday party. We also have the New Year's Eve lock-in coming up. Same deals every year. Overnight lock-in, all ages. For kids, all night, do your thing, ride, scooter, whatever. It's always a party. Good freaking times. Worth pointing this out. These are our holiday hours. Closed on Christmas Day. Open at 1 that whole week. We are also closed on New Year's Day. But open on New Year's Eve with the lock-in. We also added this on the website, Breaking Free Holiday Gifts. You can buy your lock-in tech tickets. We have a discounted winter pass. So normally the winter pass is $50. You can buy it as a holiday gift for only $400. It would be a January through April pass at a $50 reduction. We also have a holiday gift of the January plus winter break month pass. So the month pass is $150. You can get this pass, which will start the day after Christmas. It'll be all of winter break plus January. So, you know, all those early openings you get to be in there. So for $25 extra, you get a whole week of riding for free. There's also the normal January pass. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we got some coffee mugs in the shop too. So with that being said, we're going to move on to the next topic that I wanted to talk about, which is the riding surface. Three things to touch on here. 
There is the texture, right? The um, grippiness of the riding surface is one issue, right? There's the preference aspect of the issue. And then there is the economics of the issue. First, we're going to talk about what, what I have, first of all. What we have is hardboard, tempered hardboard. Uh, Mace Knight is the name brand. Everyone calls it Mace Knight. It's really just hardboard. It was $15 a sheet when we started the skate park, but now it has doubled the price. So let's just note that, you know, it is now double the price. So that, that's going to come back into a uh, fact that we got the calculator on the screen here so you can see where we're going. There are other options out there for riding surfaces, and there's varying degrees of grippiness to those textures. First, before I get anywhere more in-depth into this issue, I want to just say flat out, if you're going to come from a concrete skate park and then come inside to ride on Masonite and you're expecting the same amount of grip, you're going to be very disappointed. And it is not my fault. It is not anyone's fault that it's not as grippy as concrete. Especially concrete that's been weathered. Sometimes new concrete skate parks can be a, sl a little bit slick. But after a couple winters, the concrete gets a little bit rough. It is very, very tacky. If you expect that out of wood, it is not possible. There's no wooden riding surface that is going to offer that level of traction and grip. Unless you did something where like, they take like, uh, they call it skate paint. Or you take polyurethane, you throw sand in it and you paint it on. And then you'll get like almost like a sandpaper type texture. Like you could do that. Um, but those types, if you try to paint a riding surface that gets as, as abused as ours at the skate park, it's not going to last. It's going to look like crap pretty quickly. So there's that. The other factor, now that we're going to get into like the actual wood, staying on the wood side, masonite is essentially super dense cardboard. Just really hard packed cardboard. And you could see that once it starts to deteriorate, it like flakes into pieces because it, it, it's just smushed up. It's all just like smushed up, right? Masonite tends to be a little more on the slick side. But here's the thing. There are other factors beyond just the riding surface itself. Humidity plays an insane role in this. A lot of the people that love to complain that the skate park is slippery will only come here in the winter. And they only come here in like the dead of winter when they're really, really desperate. And then you have two, two compounding issues here when it comes to that. One, well, it's one issue, but it, it compounds two ways. It's humidity. If you were to come to Breaking Free Skate Park in the summertime, when it's hot in there, there's high humidity. We have the doors open. There's a lot of moisture. The masonite's actually quite tacky. It's, it's, it's pretty nice. It's a, a good, happy medium. In the wintertime, the humidity really, really, really drops. Obviously, if it's below freezing and below freezing for like an extended period of time, there's like no humidity in the air. Furthermore, we have a cold air intake furnace that's taking dry outside air, heating it up with fire, 
and blowing it into the space, which makes it even drier. So the humidity in that building is going to be extremely, extremely low. The moisture makes it tacky. When there's no moisture, it gets slippery. The moisture also keeps dust in the air. So the drier the environment is, the more the dust settles. So you have the compounding factor of one, there's less moisture on the wood itself and in the wood. And two, there's more dust falling because of there's no humidity in the air. And that leads to a far more slick riding environment. You can counteract this by mopping. And if you were if you mopped frequently, you know, the, it, it would stay tacky, but it'll dry out quickly. You then run in the issue of uh, extended direct moisture further damaging the masonite. If it was a brand new skate park with brand new undamaged masonite, you can really get away with mopping it quite a bit. Our masonite is so old and so much of it is beat up that all those imperfections, those cracks, those splits, the deterioration of the masonite would allow the moisture to get in off the top surface and it would actually lead to faster deterioration of the masonite. And in addition to the dust, you have like bits of masonite and wood everywhere in the skate park. It's actually pretty incredible when you sweep it all up, how many chunks of ramps are just like build up. So, you know, could you, do you, do, do you mop more and lead to faster deterioration of the masonite, which means you have to replace it down the road, or do you find a happy medium, right? That's kind of the deal. Now you might say, Dave, what about skate light? There are, there is skate light and there are other products like skate light which is far more durable. Um, people believe it to be more grippy. So I think it, it tends to be, but it's hard to know because a lot of times skate light is at outdoor skate parks, which the riding surface is going to get weathered, which will make it grippier. Woodward is skate light. Are the ramps inside Woodward stickier? Not quite. People seem to really like the gator skins. It has a nice, nice uh, toughness to it. You know, they use, use that signature green color. We're going to look at some of this stuff in a little bit too. But what I wanted to do, is I wanted to do some math. I wanted you guys to understand the, the economics a little bit behind the skate park. So first and foremost, let's, let's talk about, let's go with our mini ramp. I'm going to look at the calculator right now. The, let's say our mini ramp is 24 feet across, which would be three sections of eight, right? Yes, three sections of eight. The flat bottom on the mini ramp is nine feet. Let's let's just make to make it easy, we'll say it's eight. So we'll say there's two sheets on the flat bottom, one sheet that gets you almost up, and then probably about another foot or so. So you're saying one, two, three, four. We're saying we need five sheets of four by eight material for every eight feet of ramp. So that would be five times eight, which is forty. So to do the mini ramp, we need 40 sheets. But wait, there's the extension on the other side, which would be another eight sheets. So let's let's say we need 48 sheets to do our spine mini. We're talking just the spine mini because it's even. Let's take a look at some of our other options and then we're going to do some math. This is Gator Skins. Gator Skins is pretty well known, pretty awesome. They have all these, it's green, which is really sick. Uh, people say this, the riding surface is great. They say it's very tacky. One of the big benefits to things like gator skins and skate light is you can put it outside, which is awesome. I don't have that issue. Uh, 
And like we said earlier, the mopping damages Masonite because Masonite can't deal with moisture. These products can, and that's reflected in this price. is $180 a sheet. I'd imagine that means... My guess would be in the manufacturing process, they probably take highly compressed paper or wood, something along the lines, cardboard-ish type material, and they probably mix it with some sort of resin. You know, And then that resin is what makes it water resistant, right? So here's Gator Skins. It's really cool. It is $180 a sheet. So back to the calculator. Let's see, 180 times 48 sheets. We're talking about, I'm going to write this down so we can keep track. It would be $8,640 if I wanted to do our spine mini ramp in Gator Skins. Yeah, Skate Light Pro. This is the absolute premium stuff. This is $199 a sheet. Uh, they make a couple options. There's the black one, which is what you often see in the outdoor parks, $209. Brown, $190. This traction stuff. I'm not sure what this traction is, but we're looking at the same idea. So let's just say it's same deal. We'll say it is $200 a sheet. Back to the calculator. Clear all. 200 times 48. This is an easy one. You could just do this in your head. $9,000. $600 for skate light. And then this other skate light, this traction, 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 whatever this is. Um, so this is apparently, this is their indoor application. You see right here. So this is a cheaper one. So let, let, let's say we're going to get this pallet pricing. Say I'm going to buy the indoor, say I'm going to get the best option, the best, the most affordable option of my expensive options, which means I would need, which would be $129 a sheet. So let's try that. Clear all, 130 times 48 equals $6,240 plus tax, plus delivery. Back to the Masonite. This is the, uh, the Masonite. This is a bit high. The price fluctuates. So we're going to go with like a $25 price because that's kind of more accurate. Again, we built a skate park at $15 a sheet. So let's try it again. Uh, 48 times 25 equals 1200 1200 $1,200 to do Masonite. Now, there's got to be differences, right? Are there differences? Yeah. Gator Skins, they probably offer some sort of warranty. Skate Light probably has a warranty. I saw it somewhere, maybe a five-year warranty. Yeah, Skate Light's going to last a long time. That's the whole point. That's why you pay for it. The Masonite doesn't last as long, but it's significantly cheaper. How much cheaper? Let's do that math. Let's go with the mi middle-priced product, which was the uh, the Gator Skins, eight thousand six hundred and forty, and then we're going to subtract twelve hundred dollars, which was the Masonite, and so we're talking about a seven thousand four hundred and forty dollar difference to use Masonite rather than Skate Light. Now, what do these numbers really mean? We can break this down. When you come to ride BFS, you pay $15. $8,640 to do the spine mini ramp and gator skins divided by $15 a session. That takes 576 sessions. 576 sessions. So let's see. We do on average... 10,000 sessions a year. It's actually usually less than that. 
we'll just take 10,000 for even numbers divided by 12. So we're doing about 800 sessions a month and there's a seasonal swing. So a little bit, say we're doing a thousand sessions in a month and say we're doing what, 300 in the, in the, in the, in the winter, in the summer versus winter, however you want to put it. So you're talking, we would need to use, spend nearly half of a full month of every person coming in to pay for that compared to to do masonite divided by 15 is 80 80 sessions so we're talking about i could have a good saturday could make enough money to masonite the mini ramp versus having to spend almost a whole month worth of sessions to do the mini ramp in gator skins or skate light let alone all the other expenses rent, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So now to get down to the real crux of the whole situation, you ask your question. You ask yourself this question. If I owned a skate park, right? If it was you, knowing that you could spend $1,200 to masonite the mini ramp or almost $10,000 to skate light, a mini ramp is it worth the difference how do we know if it's worth it right well do you gain or lose customers and sales based on this this you know preference right i would guess based on my 10 years of experience over 10 years in the skate park industry is that the types of riders that complain about the ramps being slicky, slippery or s- slick are most often not the same riders that come very frequently. Furthermore, the majority of the riders that come in, the majority of my customers that come to the skate park that pay the bills don't ever complain about anything. A lot of times they're younger kids. Their parents drop them off often. This is the riding surface they really know and they're really used to. And it's never an issue. Because it's preference. If you are the type of person that doesn't like to pay to ride, that doesn't like to go inside, if you prefer riding outside, you're most often going to ride outside, which means you're most often going to be on riding surfaces that are very tacky, very grippy. It'll only be the minority of your skating time in which you're on something that's very smooth and slick. So it's going to seem worse. If you flip the other way around, you have the inverse. I almost exclusively ride at BFS and my feel for my grip is very attuned to exactly what my ramps are. When I go somewhere else and it's stickier, I often have this inverse thing where I'll I'll lean up, I'll go up the quarter pipe, you lean the bike over to double peg, and what happens is you get to a certain level of angle, a vertical, and your tires slide and you drop down onto the pegs and you double peg the quarter pipe. What happens to me all the time at concrete parks is I go up, I lean over, I don't lean far enough, and I end up just riding along the top of the ramp nearly sideways and I never slide down into the double peg because I'm just used to that. It is a preference thing, right? It is my opinion that the costs of these superior riding surface 
and, and I'm admitting it is a superior riding service, the costs are, are not worth the benefits. If you owned a skate park that was outside, you'd be absolutely foolish to do anything other than a premium product that's going to handle the weather. Otherwise, you're going to, your Mace Night's going to be ruined constantly. But if you're outside, you have bigger bigger issues than that. You need, you need pressure-treated wood. It, you know, your cost just goes through the, the roof. Astronomical. So again, I raised the question. If, if it was your skate park and you were paying for the product, would you want to spend $1,200 or would you want to spend $9,000 for a riding surface that is a little more durable and a little more grippy? I think everyone would agree they don't want to spend $10,000. And no, it's kind of ironic too. The price of to skate like the mini is $9,600. That's my rent. I had to pay $9,600 a month in freaking rent. I have to pay a whole month's rent. That's a good too. So if I'm paying, let's do that. Let's do that math. <laughs> uh, since we're here, calculators up. $9,600 times... 12. $115,200. That's what the property company makes off of me <laughs> every year. Must be nice. Do I know how much I pay myself? I make less than $30,000 a year. <laughs> Let's do some math. Let's just round it up to 30. Yeah, so the property company makes three point eight times more money on the skate park than I do. But then again, they have to pay for all kinds of stuff and the building upkeep and whatnot. Economics gets pretty... The more you think about it, the more variables they are. So I'm going to digress there. So to recap, riding surfaces preference. You know, some skaters like to half pop their trick, land, whoosh, slide it around. Some skaters like to do a full rotation and they want better grip. It's all preference. You know, you get, you, you get, you do like the tail stall and then you drop back in and go whoosh and you do like the revert thing. That trick, way harder on a, on a grippier surface. So riding surface is dependent on preference. And hey, here's, here's the life hack, guys. Get softer wheels. It's, you know, spend $30 one time. Get yourself a pair of 96 diameter wheels. You got your 101s on the concrete. You get 97s in the skate park, whatever it may be. And all of a sudden you got really similar traction. You can go down a whole wormhole about wheel shapes and diameter and whatnot. So maybe I, maybe I offer loaner wheels. Hey, okay, you think the skate park's slippery? Hey, borrow these uh, you know, these 89 diameter wheels and it's going to be, you know, whatever. But, you know, whatever. I just thought it was worth kind of explaining this kind of more directly and rambling through the, the cost of it, you know. You have to imagine if, if just doing the mini ramp would cost me uh, 8,000-ish dollars, if I were to do the whole skate park in Masonite, you're talking about, I don't know, $30,000, $40,000 worth of, of uh, skate light. It'd be, it'd be, it'd be insane. And, and frankly, skate parks don't make that money. I would, I would love it. Imagine if the skate park was, was busy all the time and we were just bumping and we were making crazy good money. Um, I'd love to have a point in time where the skate park, you know, did double the traffic. We made more money and then I could, hire people and I'd have more time and flexibility to do more ramp repairs and fix more stuff and, and buy skate light. Like 
I, I would love to have the problem of too much money. And believe me, if I had the time and the money, I would do all these things. But it is extraordinarily challenging to keep skate park open, especially over the past two years. I'm in the same boat I've been for the past two winters where it's like, if this winter isn't solid, like, I don't know how much longer I'm going to stay open. And that's not like a threat or anything. It's just the reality of it, you know? So, well, I guess here's to another year and let's hope we have a good winter and come on down and, and bring your friends and let's uh, keep the skate park open. And uh, if you really are still upset about the riding surface, you're more than welcome to sweep or mop. We have a leaf blower behind the counter. You can blow out the bowl or any section of the park in like literally five minutes. You blow all, all of it to one side and then you sweep it up. You want to mop it? I'll get you the mop out of the closet. You're Anyone is welcome to sweep or mop at any given time. And if you, you know, if you don't, if you can't afford the skate park, hit me up. We can work out a deal. You come in, sweep and mop a section of skate park, then you could ride for the rest of the night. I'm always down to help someone who, you know, you want to help me. I can help you. We can have a mutual thing going on. So yeah, there it is. Don't complain it's slippery. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks for watching. I'll see you at the skate park later. Peace.